Good afternoon, and thank you for calling 211 Maryland. How may I assist you? I'm looking right now because I know I have I won't be able to uh, call this I'm place trying, anymore. I'm trying to get food assistance. It's not uncommon at all for people to wind up in situations where they need help. Hello, and welcome to Barrier Breakers, United Way of Central Maryland's podcast to help you be informed, be inspired, and be more. I'm your host, Leah Lovelace. When life is on the line, the 211 Maryland United Way helpline is there. 211 is a free, confidential service available 24 hours a day, every day of the year, for people who need food, housing, help with utility bills, health care, and so many other critical resources. In this episode, we'll learn what it's like to work on the front lines of 211, answering the call for help. Who are these people who, with patience and compassion, provide not only help, but hope for those who often have nowhere else to turn? Let's find out. I think I'm going to be able to help you out with all of this. We look for special people when we hire too. It's not just the, you know, the social work degree or the background in human services, but it really does take a special person with a great deal of empathy to listen to these calls day in and day out, find a way to help people find solutions. So I am a community resource specialist at 211. Probably spent about 20 years working with um, developmentally disabled adults and children. I started with First Call for Help, predecessor 211 in 1989, and I've been here pretty much ever since. My very first job before I got my degree was at a domestic violence organization, and I really just had the most wonderful experience working there. And I, I just knew that that was my, like, nonprofit was my space. I came later in life to social work, and I went to University of Maryland. I was homeless, and um, I got a job through uh, United Way as a result of their project Homeless Connect. And it took me to 211. And I had always been one of those people that was involved in the um, community or helping people in some way. And so this was just like the perfect fit. And I've been here now for five years. We have an amazing 211 team, and they truly give their all to the job, fielding hundreds of calls a day. But then the pandemic hit, and the calls absolutely skyrocketed. Since COVID, They've answered more than 200,000 calls, 200,000. It changed how they operated and caller needs changed too, meaning the call specialist had to connect more dots to help more people, people who had hit a wall and were feeling hopeless about their situations. So many callers are dealing with multiple crises, crashing down on them as they lose their job, can't pay their rent, can't put food on the table. They're making desperate choices, often with painful results for themselves and their families. How did the 211 team respond? With their usual patience and compassion, treating each caller with respect and the dignity they deserve, and with grit and moxie as they quickly and skillfully pivoted their work to tackle this challenge and take on new caller concerns. Um, so back in the beginning of COVID, I would say a typical day for me started somewhere around six. When COVID first hit, we were getting so many calls. I'd be working like 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. You know, 
that go mode. Okay, what do we need to do to make sure that we're handling all these calls? We're addressing the call volume. You know, um, what do we need to put put in place? Um, well, I'm self-employed, uh-huh. so um, I was just doing like odds and ends. And then when Corona hit, um, people weren't able to buy anything. So gotcha. technically it's just, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, the thing is that, you know, because of my kids, like and them not having school, there was no daycare, um, you know, I kind of was in a place where I had no choice to stay home. As COVID has hit, uh, we've seen a increase in really, I would say really food, um, food calls. Since COVID hit, food became quite, um, quite an issue because people became less likely to either be able to or to want to or whatever, leave their homes. Uh, me and my family have been homeless for over a week and they're hungry. They didn't have a, they, they had a, a couple, they had about one decent meal in three days in the nature of the calls we're getting it really kind of feels like the world is ending you know because all i'm hearing is all these horrible things that are happening to people and how people can't get tested and they can't get this and, and how are they going to pay rent and it's like oh my goodness i'm looking right now because i know i have i won't be able to afford this place no more and uh i'm sorry this is so that's like, you know, when I get $50, I have to see, like, okay, should I pay Buy food, the yeah. $50 for the lie or should I pay the $50 for the rent? But then I pay $50, and then by the time the bills do, it has, like, another late fee, and then it's like I never pay them their $50. So it's like, you know, I have to, like, battle and feel like, oh, what's more important this month? Like, me keeping my lights or, you know, like... paying it towards my rent or my car insurance in those first couple of weeks in that for in those first couple of months probably it was like we were just working crazy hours all day every day i'm seeing a lot of breakdown of of services and and people's lives depend on this and there's a lot of places that are still shut down they're not operating they're not operating Um, the 211 staff were largely spending their time taking all the calls because as you know we had all the calls um but also helping helping with the volunteer training helping with whatever needed to be done in that space rental assistance people losing their jobs altogether still receiving unemployment from march until now we still get calls where people have not received unemployment or heard anything from unemployment um that certainly is devastating to a household a lot of people have reached out to me so i say you know what maybe let me just call 211 and see so that if next time someone comes to me i can at least direct them someplace it's, it's kind of weighing on our heart you know just imagine if you had to listen to some of these heartbreaking calls and then find the best way to help while pouring through thousands of resources available to find the right solution for each caller and to do that every day for hours on end. It's stressful and it's incredibly hard. The impact of all that is called secondary trauma and it does take a toll on the team, but they're trained to recognize and deal with how it can affect them. And United Way gives them the support they need to keep going, to keep answering the call for help. With that self-awareness, with the help of their colleagues and with their own resilience and passion for helping others, they somehow find the strength to rise to the challenge every day 
and answer their extraordinary call of duty. You know, when you're serving in a role like that, where, um, you know, you're listening to trauma content, it's really important to, to know, to start to know yourself and to know when, when you need to step away, when you need to take breaks. I just need to physically, I need to leave and separate myself from it. Uh, I think for me, being like physically removed from it, uh, then is like a cue to kind of mentally disengage too. One of the things I try and do is uh, to breathe. <laughs> In the office, I would definitely decompress at the puzzle table. I was one of the puzzle doers. Um, so it was always a competition between another person and I who wasn't there on all the same days who could get the most pieces in. I, I can't begin to tell you how nourished <laughs> and encouraged and loved I feel by my coworkers. But at the end of the day, if you have colleagues that you can lean on who, whether or not you're, you're the same, because certainly we're not, but at the end of the day, we're there for each other and for the callers. And that's that's why they're able to do what they do. Yeah. And it's, it's also really important, though, even though you have your your kind of your peer network, it also is really important to 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 get encouragement and affirmations from outside of that group. And then I get strength from their story because I'm hearing, wow, like I'm getting strength from you right now. Just hearing how like you're, you're still making it through and it makes me realize like, wow, this is a strong person and I learn things from others. It's been the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Absolutely. We couldn't be prouder of our 211 team who provide what's needed, where it's needed. But their work and this critical and life-saving resource rely on the support of our community. Help us answer the ever-increasing number of calls and support our 2-in-1 heroes by making a donation at uwcm.org slash 2-in-1 day. Thank you for listening and be sure to catch our next episodes. Today's episode was developed by the United Way and Central Maryland's Market. All production and music was created and edited by Trevor Perkins. You can find our other podcasts at uwcm.org backslash podcast and wherever you listen.